Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashes to Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, how you doing tonight, brother? <laughs> I mean, I'm good, man. I like how you put that emphasis hey, on that. I think you were stumbling over your words a little bit. Nah, so dude, I was trying to pay tribute out. to uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan? Oh, oh, was it? Wait, what? I thought Hulk Hogan was the guy that said that. Am I, Randy Savage? I don't know, man. Oh, Am I crap, wrong? dude. I don't know. I think it's Hulk Hogan. You might be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Let's. Yeah, you might be right, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah, because Randy Savage, yeah, he, he always did the. Wait. Oh my gosh, I don't know, man. I thought he did like, oh brother, you better listen here, brother. <laughs> or or well, okay, okay, so right, we're gonna probably get way off topic here if we're trying to figure this out on the podcast. Maybe we should do this afterwards. All right, guys. Well, we got a great episode for you guys, uh, wrestling history and all. Uh, we're going to go over uh, the recent death stream. We got a lot of stuff to kind of talk about there today. This very day, they released the new backer package that we're going to go into uh, some some discussion and detail in. Dude, it's really cool looking, so we can't wait to talk about that with you guys. Uh, and then we're going to do our first ever uh, Guild of the Week. And this one's really awesome, dude, because there's a, quite a bit of a a little bit of a backstory with uh, interaction on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's really cool that we're getting to do this with uh, this particular guild um, today on the podcast. So we're excited about that as well. Uh, so Bordy, uh, let's let's hop right in here. Woe Within the Woodlands is the new uh, title of the backer package that they just released today on Twitter. Uh, speaking of Twitter, and and dude, it's very like. Uh, um, Sleepy Hollow, a Halloween type theme package, man, and and I'm not gonna lie, dude, uh, it is very, very, very attractive as far as you know, um, cosmetics go. It is. It looks dope, man. But this, this, this ain't it for me, Chief. This isn't the one for me, man. I don't like, I don't hey, like uh, horse uh, mounts. Yeah, tell I, us why I, you hate Intrepid, dude. I don't. I don't. I wait. D hey, I don't. Okay. okay? Right. So I, I love the blue and black colors. Dope. Looks amazing. That part of it looks amazing. I am holding out for the mount, though. That's what I want. I want to mount. The costumes in this one look really good. Not mm -hmm. The hat looks pretty cool, minus the mushrooms. The little pet looks really dope. And I guess we can kind of describe these a little bit more here in a minute. But <laughs> I'm just – I don't want – a horse mount, a regular horse, man. Although this isn't a regular horse, this one looks pretty freaking amazing. I do. I, it looks dope. The caravan looks awesome, but I just don't want a horse. I want something uh, a little bit more exotic than that, you know? Yeah. I mean, dude, overall, like they just do an amazing job with every backer package. I'm kind of like came to that realization. Like each one I see, I'm like, dude, that is so cool. And then I look at the, the past one, I'm like, I thought that was cool. And then the other one, I thought that was cool. So it's like, you know what I mean? Eventually, like, uh, you know, we just kind of allude to, like, literally everything they put out is pretty cool looking uh, for the most part. Um, maybe at one point they'll open up any of the packages that they've ever released for, like, a one-time offer. Maybe Christmas, dude. They'll just let us pick Ooh. whatever back backer package we want. Uh, maybe they won't because they kind of, like, I guess kind of, Part of the selling point on a lot of these is the exclusivity, right? You'll be the only people, if you buy within this month, you'll be the only people that get these uh, appearance items. 
Yeah, but I mean, in the spirit of giving. Uh, yeah, know, dude. Like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yo, uh, Ashes of Creation, please. Because I really want that. I missed out on that wolf one, the like Winterfell themed package, dude. And I, I want that one really bad, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. <laughs> uh, so, but, but you know, uh, all of these look cool. Uh, let's go through this one real quack. So the first one is the Gloom Real Rude. quack? Did real you just quack. say real I quack, did, man. bro? Hey, you're man. all over hey, the place, listen, man. You don't, every time I slip up uh, with whack. the English language, you don't need to point it out on the podcast, let's go, okay? Let's go over it real quack. Okay, okay let's, man, yeah. let's, let's right. take a quack at it. The gloom, <laughs> the gloom root cap. So it's like a witch's cap Well, with, with branches and fungi on there, like a glowing fungus, a blue glowing fungus is pretty much the theme of the entire package. Uh, one of the things, and, and we can talk a little bit about this cause I think it's a very, pretty important topic matter. Uh, these appearance items, I hope are just like costumes. Like we can apply them on whatever character we want and we don't have to like have like a cloth cap to apply the gloom root cap. Uh, do you think that's going to be the case? Cause a lot of these, uh, you know, I noticed a lot of these, uh, appearance items are not only like themed towards a particular type of armor, like light, medium or heavy, but they're also themed to like kind of like a race or a racial appearance. So do you think we're going to need to be, you know, maybe this race and this class uh, type or this armor type to be able to uh, equip these as appearances? Or do you think it generally across the board, like you're going to be able to apply these on any character that you want? I think you'll be able to use them on any character, man. I, I think if it was the case where it was locked to a specific race or class, I, I feel like they would have already disclosed that by now because they've been selling these for quite a while and somebody's going to get real, real tilted if they can't wear this these cosmetics on the character that they choose on release. And I, so I would think that it's going to function probably very similar to that of like ESO's costume system where you can basically wear whatever you want and just change your appearance. And I think that's fine. Um, I think in some circumstances, in some games, that wouldn't be okay because you want to see what your opponent has on. But I don't think it's that big of a deal in a game like this. I think it's fine to be able to wear whatever costume. And I, I think that's what they'll do with this game. Yeah, yeah. And I really do hope that's the case because like you said, I mean, I don't think they've, unless we're missing something, I don't think they've been very clear that that like is the, is like actually like, you know, the purpose of all these is to have them only equipable for by a certain racial appearance and, and, you know, a certain armor set. So, uh, hopefully that is true. And I, I wouldn't see any reason why, like you said, they wouldn't do that. Right. Just have as many appearances as possible for every character and, uh, you know, go from there. Cause dude, I, I really want to be, I, obviously we've talked about what classes we want to be. I want to be like a ranger, obviously like a, some sort of like, uh, you know, dark, themed ranger and and wearing a robe with a hood and stuff like that would be really dope so i hope they do allow us to do that uh saber a uh, sable tooth cub i'm reading that right there's an l and, and okay i think it's sable sable uh, sable tooth okay fine yeah uh so it's like a little bit of, we won't go too much into depth here it's like a little cub tigeress type thing with with blue stripes and blue eyes and black coat pretty dope looking pet i'm not a big pet guy uh, so, you know, not always the thing that intrigues me to buy one of these, uh, backer packages, but it is pretty cool looking as a, as a little pet. Uh, so the steed of the frayed copes, do you know what that word is, man? Count me out. English guy. <laughs> I think you said it right. Okay. That's how I, that's how I read it. All right. Yeah. Moving on. So not, not, uh, so this is a pretty, I mean, as far as like horse mounts go, 
this horse is pretty dope looking. It's like its mane and its tail are branches that are fraying out from like that blue fungal appearance. The eyes are glowing blue. Uh, the the actual legs of the horse are like branches or like you know, uh, like wicked type branches. Dude, it is a really really well done looking mount, and uh, I'm sure there's some sort of particle effect to this mount. The way that the picture looks, it's gonna have like some blue particle effect coming off of it. It's a pretty cool looking mount when horse when it comes to like horses. I would, yeah, I, I agree, man. The the blue that they use, this color of blue, is probably my favorite color, and it looks, um, dude, the blue and the gray together look amazing, and this horse looks really, really, really good. And if I were gonna buy something that was a horse and not some other sort of mount, I would not be ashamed to be riding on the back of this thing because it looks, it really does look great it's they they do so good yeah their our team is like second to none man all these dra these sketches and appearances are really really cool so um the the next one and this is the costume appearance is the guys of the withered woods this is like honestly like i tend to be like you and like be drawn to the mount in the packages but this costume is pretty insanely cool to me because i think Something that is like maybe that goes unnoticed and I'm not even sure is completely factual. Dude, they have the bottom of this robe is like glowing blue. Like we said, the other particle effects or the other appearances on the other things are. But you can kind of see it looks like a hovering like there's no boots. There's no legs. It just looks like that mage is like hovering over the ground with this blue glow underneath it. And it looks really, really cool, dude. Yeah, it's like a translucent blue. It's so, yeah, it's pretty neat looking, man. It looks very sinister. The whole costume looks real, yes. real sinister. Not exactly my style, but I, I think it looks really cool. See, and this is what I was talking about. How cool would it be to be like a ranger? Like this dark, like, you know, um, necromancer or warlock ranger type yeah, character. it would fit. And yeah. have a robe like that, that you have no feet on. You kind of just glide and kite people with that blue appearance on underneath you. Dude, that is a really sick looking uh trans transmog and that's i mean dude they do again such a good job very like halloweeny themed um when it comes to october and and dude this is a well done package the last uh well the, the not the last thing but the uh caravan cosmetic is the crumbled cauldron and that is basically uh, uh, uh the horse from the mount and it's pulling like this cauldron of like uh you know, the smoking blue glowing cauldron, which is pretty cool looking, man. And I won't say what it, it appears that the people inside are doing, uh, but <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. It is. It is. I like the cauldron. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than it, like I've said everything else. It looks really good. Yeah, it does, man. And, and it's kind of like we, we kind of repetitive throughout this whole thing. But it, you guys got to go check it out for yourselves. If you didn't see it on Twitter. Go over to the Ashes, uh, the Ashes of Creation website and check out this new package. Uh, just a um, disclaimer for anybody: the new one will uh, go uh, out of effect. Uh, you will no longer be able to buy that uh, new one, or, or never. You won't be able to buy the old one starting October seventh. So today, if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, you have one day <laughs> to pick up the. Uh, the uh, fire one, the heat and harmy one with the uh, like the two-tailed fox and everything like that. Um, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, uh, you have exactly 24 hours to figure out if you want that other package or not. So 
uh, do that. The last final thing, of course, is the uh, freehold building, and it is like a, a corrupted tree with like the blue fungal appearance and the and the dark gray black tone, uh, like kind of like a, a like an elven treehouse or something. This is very like wood elf, like corrupted or like you know dark wood elf type appearance stuff, and and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I I think that's kind of what turns me off a little bit is because I don't I don't really like the wood elfy look, but I like the colors that they use. And for somebody that likes that this style of of art, I, they couldn't have done it any better. No, it's just exactly. not my it's just not my cup of tea. But they couldn't have done this art style and this style of 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 cosmetic any better. It looks really good. So kudos to them. It looks well, well really well done. That's well said, dude. Because really, like that is that's the truth. Even if a lot of these don't like appeal to me, like from like a you know what I particularly would want my character to look like or what I, you know, would want like to see, um, you know, as far as appearance items go in the theme of what they do, which is like, you know, even it speaks to the last couple ones, they're like really, really well done. So if you're into that, like uh, corrupted druid or that dark, uh, like woodsy witch type of, uh, aesthetic, you should definitely, definitely check this out because it, it is well, uh, well created kudos to the, uh, to the art team over there at uh, Ashes. So, all right, man. So we, since we've had the podcast last week, we've got a lot of information. A big dev stream came out. So we're going to break that down for you guys today. Uh, and we're going to start um, with the studio update. So they gave a studio update and we've kind of, uh, you know, have known this information for quite some time, but they just doubled down on it. They will not be moving into, they have a new studio. They will not be moving into that studio until this COVID stuff clears up, or at least till after the the beginning of the year. And again, they they uh, are very being very consistent with us as far as information goes, because they did mention that they really want to get the Alpha One client out before they make any changes with the staff. And and they kind of expressed the fear of maybe moving in and then having to be forced because their their studios in California to be forced to move out again because of you know COVID circumstances or, or anything like that. So so Bordy, uh, Alpha One is is still in progress, uh, like being uh, worked on. Um, we started we talked a little bit about their dedication before the show. Steven staying up late and and all of that stuff to test the uh, you know to test the server and the and the pre alpha testing. So uh, you know what are your thoughts? I, I I appreciate the consistency that they have uh, through these dev streams and and again they haven't really changed their tone. They're still their goal is still to get alpha one out in a timely fashion. Yeah, I love the dev streams, man, and I love the communication they provide. That I feel like they're pretty honest with where they are every time I see one of the dev streams, and I see progress of the game every time I see one. So I like it, man. I and, and from them talking about Alpha One, I mean, we know that it's probably not gonna. It's probably still gonna be a little while before we can get into Alpha One, but it looks as though they're pushing forward towards that and and their dedication shows whenever they talk about how late they stayed up squashing bugs and and working incredibly hard on it and it's it's exciting man i think that they're uh they're pushing forward there's still a long road ahead of them they know that and i think the the, the community knows that but it's it's going to be exciting whenever they get there and speaking of alpha one though man speaking of alpha one the glorious gourd contest dude can give you a chance to get into alpha one if you didn't buy into alpha one so that doesn't tie into the dev update but i think we should mention the glorious gourd contest yeah I think we they did mention the it on That's the stream okay. they they teased yeah. it there and so basically they're having a pumpkin car a pumpkin carving contest uh to where you know the some of the prizes include alpha one access and 
an AMD graphics card. And now they haven't said which AMD graphics card, and there just happens to be an AMD event coming up that they're announcing a new graphics Ooh. card at. So, dude, you might be able to carve a pumpkin and get a new AMD graph, one of the newest AMD graphics card. I hate to put them on the spot for that. Maybe it's not one of those, but but you know, hey man, we can uh, we can dream, right? So well, no, it says it at the bottom of this post, man. AMD Sapphire Nitro Plus Radeon RX 5700 XT. Okay, so they're that is like their top, I believe their top tier card right now. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty dang good for carving pumpkins, man. Uh, I'm going to give it a go. I mean, you know, I've carved a few turkeys in my time. I haven't done a lot of uh, pumpkin carving as of late. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I know my kids will have fun, uh, you know, carving pumpkins as well. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a good, uh, solid college try there. And, uh, you know, uh, I, hopefully I'll at least get alpha one access, you know, I'm just going to keep trying until I get it. I mean, I know it's worth a shot anyway for people who don't have it. So you can figure out how to uh, enter into this contest just by going over to ashesofcreation.com. And then there's a news article that talks about the Glorious Gourd contest. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that, that I think is very interesting and obviously fun uh, during the, uh, the Halloween holiday. So um, now we're going to kind of break down this information, not in the particular order that it came up in the dev stream, kind of like going into as far as like, I guess, our personal interest in the, in the, in the stuff, but all of it's cool. All of it's good information. You know, they continue to put out, you know, they, one of the things I'll give kudos to to Ashes Creation, they have a vision and they're sticking to that vision and they keep teasing things and giving us information. And they all seem to tie into that general theme of, of what they want to, uh, what the game is that they want to put out. So, uh, first is fishing, man. They, they showed us some fishing footage of them fishing, uh, you know, in the ocean or, or whatever the, the, um, beach at that they were on during the live stream. And, and, uh, dude, fishing is, is one of people's favorite pastimes in games and in real life. Uh, so what'd you think about the fishing preview that they gave? Uh, it looks good, man. I think the fishing in this game is going to be a lot of fun with the way they they describe it and explain it. So, you know, I hope that it's just, it's it. There's a little more to it, you know, than a lot of fishing uh, in in other games. I hope it's there's a little bit of depth there, but I think there will be the way they describe it and what I know of fishing. It it should be right. Yeah, and and uh, again, uh, Steam Crow makes a good point in in chat. They 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 do have this very clear vision, and every time they bring up a new topic and talk about it, fishing or or, you know, as we go on, like, with the aquatic gameplay in the game, dude, they know so much about it, even though it really doesn't exist yet. You know what I mean? And that's, like, mm -hmm. uh, that builds a lot of confidence as a, as a backer and as, like, you know, a uh, potential player in the game is is that they, they do seem to have a very clear idea of what they want to do with all this stuff. So and They do, but I also think it puts a lot of pressure on them as well because there's so much hype revolving around this game because they do such a great job articulating everything and every little aspect, including things like fishing, which you would think would be kind of a small piece of the puzzle. They articulate things so well with their vision that that puts a lot of pressure on the dev team for them to deliver. And if they don't deliver a great product, uh, man, it could be it could be a big a big big letdown for a lot of people. So I have faith they will. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just you know, I think I think that that uh, they have a lot of a lot riding on it, a lot of pressure on their shoulders. Well, and I think I think one of the things you know is, and we'll kind of get on into more of this later. But one of the things that uh, you know that comes along with I think that like you said that clear vision, but very uh, heighty or lengthy or uh, what's the word I'm looking for that. They have a very like vivid vision that that is uh, pretty deep, you know what I mean, and and mm -hmm. to execute that, 
takes time. So, you know, we are sitting here creating a podcast for the game. I know a lot of other people do the same and other people create content around the game, but you know, as of now, we have no idea when the game's actually going to come out. So I, I have no doubt they'll deliver what they're promising to everybody, but we don't know the time frame on that. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, I, I enjoy, I'm happy that they take the stance of when it's done, it's done. They're not like pre, they're not pushing out alpha one to please the backers. Uh, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. They're, they're taking their time working out the bugs and make sure they deliver, uh, uh, product that's you know that's high quality and and I appreciate that but again that takes time and we have no idea how much time you know it'll actually take to see the full game which is you know again something that we have to take into consideration and be patient with yeah uh so uh water based mounts now this is uh it, you know they whipped out the the sea turtle like the spider sea turtle or whatever you want to call it it's like eight legs. Uh, but extremely cool looking dude. Uh, the, the way the mounts travel, even the even the land based mounts, uh, the way they travel through the water is really really cool. I like that you can stay mounted in the water. I like that there's uh, water specific mounts that that increase your uh, movement speed in the water. Uh, so you know this again, this attention to detail uh, that they're that they're placing in the game is is uh, awesome to see. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on, on water-based mounts and in, in general? I mean, like this isn't something that is in a lot of MMOs. Yeah, dude. Whenever I seen that tide snapper, I was, I was kind of blown away because I have never played an MMO with a water-based mount. And I know wow has water-based mounts, but I didn't play wow for as long as most people, man. I got really, really bored of wow pretty early on after, after the first expansion, I was done and I never looked back. I, I didn't want to spend any more time in there. I was kind of done with the game. Um, so I didn't, I didn't ever experience water-based mounts, uh, in that game. So, and I haven't played another MMO or I'm sure I may, maybe I have, but I just didn't know they had water-based mounts. Maybe I didn't get too involved in it. I don't know, but, um, I haven't ever really experienced that a lot in MMOs. So I'm pretty excited to get in there and try it out. And I, and I, I love the fact and you touched on it a little bit that there that different mounts have different speeds in water. So every mount is not a water-based mount. That's a very specific thing within the game. A water-based mount is a very specific type of mount. So you can't just go get on a mount, jump in the water, and expect to to swim really fast. But I did love the fact that other mounts can still swim. They just don't necessarily like to. So they go slower or you know whatever. And every mount has a has a different speed and. And uh, man, the also the animations under there were yeah. amazing. And did you see the dragon underwater, dude? Yeah. Did you see that? No, oh, dude. I was absolutely blown away when I seen that. that dude, the dragons that got me in general are awesome. But yeah, they oh, they dude. dove. I think they dove in from the sky with a griffin into the water, oh, and they did the same thing with the dragon. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's nice. Again, just to, I know it sounds very simple, but just for the character not to dismount when it hits the water because that you know you're used to that in so many mmos where like you know you can't even like ride your mount in the water just kind of dismounts or you know honestly some mmos don't even allow you to go in the water like the minute you hit the water it kind of you get like eso you get ate by those fish and <laughs> you know it's like yeah you, you can only swim so far out and yeah you can swim only so far out yeah right and it's very complicated to do that i think do it well there are some games that try and and fail horribly uh, with aquatic uh, gameplay and aquatic combat, so it's it's exciting to see them try this, and and it, again, it's a very hard hard thing to execute, but you know, with with their overall approach to the MMO genre and gaming in general, dude, they're going to go 100% into this. Um, you know, I don't doubt that they will do everything in their power to make this work. 
so that kind of tells us into the next uh, part of it, which was the aquatic gameplay. They did, uh, like they said, travel underwater with the mount. They traveled underwater with their characters. And, and when they got underneath there, dude, there is a whole fleshed out world underneath that water. It isn't just blank sand and everything like that. Dude, there was so much detail and, and that was awesome to see. I love it, man. I absolutely love it, dude. I would love to see underwater cities and under all kinds of underwater content under there. Uh, the gameplay underwater should should be a little bit different than whenever you're, uh, you know, obviously not underwater. And I think it will be. Uh, it it looks really cool, very promising. I, you know, again, they have to deliver on this stuff though, and I think that's a tall ask. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know one of the things people were really kind of complaining about was the blur of the water. And Steven said they're going to adjust that, and I think they will. But I do think there should be some kind of visual aspect when you're under the water. Maybe it should blur your vision a little bit. I think it was a little too blurred. I agree with most of the community there. But it was. But I think it, it shouldn't look the same. Like, it shouldn't be crystal clear, right? I wouldn't think so. There should be some kind of effect while you're underwater. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, there's nothing. Obviously, they can titrate the amount of blur and everything like that that they add to the game as far as, like, underwater content goes. But I do think there needs to be some visual difference other than, yeah. like, you know, I mean, like, we can't go underwater and see perfectly. Why should these characters be able to? And, and you know, like you had mentioned, too, man, with, like, the the vision and then, and then, you know, having that flesh out and dude, it adds so much to the amount of environments they can add to the game. Right. So, you know, you talk about mountains and, and rivers and, you know, islands and everything like that. Just, this is one more biome that, that they can explore as far as NPC goes. Maybe dude, what if they have like an underwater node? that you can control dude like an underwater castle that has like <laughs> air like Ooh. air like kind of and i hate to uh, this is a sense of subject for most people but episode one of star wars with uh you know uh they have the bubble city underwater having to swim underneath there to get into that like air bubbled city and that would be like a particular node that you could control that would be sick dude yo i i mean i don't know about the star wars reference but i do know that underwater like that's a great point underwater nodes oh man i haven't even thought about that yet how crazy would that be man oh man uh, owning an underwater territory yeah gungans <laughs> yeah hook him I, I all i could think of was jar jar binks i couldn't think of the actual race but it's a gungan uh city but yeah i, I guess dude yeah i think like you know obviously the, and we'll talk more about this later but th they're gonna have like uh like seaports and everything like that that you can control and manage as a node why not have some under uh, like an underwater node or two that would be like you know maybe specialized in technology what if that's one of the science nodes man is like underwater like laboratory Ooh. type stuff yo dude that's hey hey you're i, I think mean, you're on to something hey, man. man i mean you guys if you guys need design design ideas hit me up dude redbird with a y uh so yeah, yeah. you had one good decent no my, idea. all my ideas are come on uh, are top listen here okay uh, Listen, uh, okay, they don't need help. My help, I'll admit that. Okay, is that fair enough? Can we, can we uh, agree yeah. to on that? Yeah, uh, yeah, we can one hundred percent agree on okay, that. Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so another thing that they teased, and I thought it was very, like extremely uh, cool, is the 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 island or the the like what they said that the Alpha One environment might look like with the. Uh, you know, the, the natural land bridges that you could sell your ship underneath and talking about how pirates could wait up there and jump on your ship. And 
And dude, I know me and you never really like like got into Arc Age. I know they have a lot of aquatic stuff like that 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 a lot of people state was pretty decent uh, as far as gameplay goes. But dude, I, one of the things that or one of the video games that I thought did aquatic uh, combat and stuff well. Do you ever play Black Flag Assassin's Creed? Uh, the pirate themed one. No, nah, man, I didn't play any of those. Assassin's so, series. so it, it's like very good combat, uh, as far as like naval stuff goes, it transitioned well from like, you know, um, like shooting the cannons and everything like that, dude, if they can pull that off in an MMO and have like pirate type gameplay on top of, uh, you know, just normal MMO gameplay, dude, uh, there's going to be a lot of fun to be had in these, uh, like these, uh, island type or aquatic type settings in the game yeah absolutely man there's so much they can do with it it opens up just uh, so many gameplay opportunities if they can nail some aquatic gameplay yeah and and uh you know obviously you have the uh the caravan system that will also be some of that will be aquatic based so you'll have like supply routes and stuff that are naval uh you know travel uh you know th from maybe like coast to coast or or island to coast or whatever like that. So you'll, so there'll be opportunities to be maybe like a real life pirate, dude. We can, you can maybe have your own ship or build your own ship and then just kind of camp those, uh, sea trade routes, man. And just like rob these ships on a regular basis. How cool would that be just to like, yeah, you know, again, like the, the, something that's very obviously like a very ambitious approach uh to the mmo genre but can add so much to gameplay are these different environments and how you know the nodes work and how the the trade routes work and everything like that and and all the things that they kind of teased in the dev uh stream kind of makes it seem like dude if you want to choose the life of a pirate in ashes of creation you're going to be able to yeah i think that's awesome man i that may be where i stay i don't know are you gonna be a pirate dude maybe that sounds fun Okay. Interesting. I know I, I never uh, took you for a pirate. I usually I take you for like the like a barbarian brute type of uh, you know, gameplay person, but uh, Hey man. Know, I, hey man, I, pirates need uh brainless brutes too, I guess, you know, part of their crew. So, you know, I hope you find dude, a good captain. And what? uh why are you take You thought why are you taking shots, I man? Wasn't, like, dude, I wasn't, dude. I was I was like giving wishing you well, dude, in your pirate adventure. I was no. saying, dude, I hope you find a good crew to swab the deck with, you know? Okay. The, anything else? With, I mean, like, this was a pretty jam-packed uh, dev stream. So there was a lot of information. Anything you can think of that we didn't cover already? Just, so let's talk about underwater combat for a All second. Right, okay. Like how that's going to work out underwater. Because that's a, that's a challenge, man. Making underwater combat good in a game is a challenge. And like I said before, I haven't had a lot of experience in underwater combat or underwater gameplay at all in MMOs. But I would think that the combat should act a little bit different underwater, right? I mean, your movements should definitely be different. Maybe a little slower. You know, you're kind of floating around under there versus running around. So are your abilities going to work the same underwater as they do above water in terms of in terms of tracking or, you know, if you're in action-based combat? So that's another thing that's kind of going to, like action-based ba action versus high, like the tab target, the high, whole hybrid combat system. How is that going to work underwater? Like there's so many questions that pop up in my mind whenever I start thinking about underwater combat that it's got to be it's going to have to be fun, but it's going to have to be different than not underwater combat or else what's what's the point, you know? Yeah, dude, here's something important. 
And I think it's it's a something that required. I, I played okay. So Guild Wars Two was the last MMO I played that had underwater combat. You had a, a separate weapon with a separate uh, like you know skill set that you could only use when you're yielding your underwater weapon, like your harpoon or your trident or whatever. Um, this is always my question: is like, does it add anything to gameplay, or is it just like basically a discounted version of the actual gameplay that that only like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just there to be there, but it's kind of like lesser. Like it's, you know, it, does it keep with my character's theme? Does it keep, or is it just like make me like this, like sea dwelling person, like just because I'm underwater? That's something that's very challenging to do. I think is is to continue on with your current gameplay, add a little bit of something because you're underwater, uh, but still like not have like this this watered down. Pardon the pun experience when you're underwater right i mean that's the that's the challenge and 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 they'll obviously see uh remains to be seen how they'll approach that yeah you want it to be something you want it to be a great addition and something that people want to go experience versus something that people are like ah it's just it's there and i can do it if i want to but yeah but i don't (laughs) yeah like either it sucks and you don't want to go do it or or it's like well it's there but it's not near as fun as like fighting on land so why would i go fight underwater like i'll go do it a couple times and i'm done just to go experience it and then after that like it kind of sucks i don't want to do it so they've got to they've got to make it worthwhile right yeah and uh yeah and steam crow says uh based on the mmos he's played that uh, underwater combat is usually it feels like left feeling wanting like it, like people go under there and they're like ah oh, this looks cool but then they they leave there and like i could have been better like it should have been more going on down there well so i hope of, that there is like wow has a lot of like underwater they've tr- tried many approaches at underwater zones and some of them are like you know some of them they just give you underwater breathing so you don't have to constantly worry about it but some they don't and that's like annoying to me dude i don't want to worry mm-hmm. about drowning all the time uh, you know what i mean when you're yeah. experiencing underwater so i think they did mention there might be some breathing underwater breathing spells that you can cast on each other which is pretty dope i, I like that type of magic like situational magic yeah or what about a whole other skill line of crafting that you can create like craft underwater like breathing apparatuses or yeah some kind of yeah scuba gear like and yeah en- yeah like engineering and and then, yeah. yeah maybe you can harpoon fish underwater i mean like there's a lot of things you can do with it but like again i think the main challenge that you face in an mmo is is the gameplay like cool is it something mm-hmm. i want to go do versus like oh man they're like leading me to this underwater zone and i'm going to tilt my face off yeah uh, exactly. when i'm having to experience the content so that's a, that's a challenge and and uh, I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah, combat and, and the general experience underwater is, is important. If you're going to try it, you have to do it well, I think, because otherwise it can kind of be like a, you know, a little bit of a, a red flag against your overall gameplay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, all right, man. Well, uh, good discussions here. Uh, and uh, again, I appreciate the team, their transparency and their vision. I mean... I, that goes, you know, I can say that over and over again. Um, I appreciate their transparency by doing these dev, uh, you know, these developer streams and everything. I mean, it's awesome to see, like, again, have like a little bit of a portal inside of what they're developing, what they're working on. You see some of these features that we maybe like sometimes feel are a little bit, uh, lofty and then seeing them actually fleshed out in the gameplay during these dev streams is, is awesome, dude. Yeah, I enjoy them a whole lot. Every every time they have one, I look forward to it. 
So, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, now, this is something, this will kind of tie up the episode with our first ever guild promotion. We teased this on a couple episodes before uh, that you guys could go over to Ashes, uh, uh, ashesfans.com. Uh, our, our Ashes of Creation website and create a guild post and we would read potentially read your guild uh, posts on the podcast to give you guys a little bit of a, a bump in your recruiting. Uh, so this is a cool story, man. Uh, you know, this particular person was on, um, was on, we ran into him on Twitter. Uh, he was kind of talking like, you know, using the uh, at Ashes of Creation um uh, tag on there and and saying that he was like really excited about the game and how he wanted to create a, a um you know this kind of plays into the uh the pirate themed life uh in ashes of creation he wanted to create a guild that was strictly based off of paladins and holy uh you know holy magic and so you know we we talked to him on on there and told him to go over to ashes fans to create his guild and and we would help him promote it and sure enough dude uh he did uh, and so we're going to do that today for him on the podcast. The first ever promotion will be Legion of Light. And this is this gentleman's guild uh, that he that he posted. And it is directly, of course, like he said, uh, dedicated to Paladins, man. Uh, do you have it pulled up? You're much better. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we I give do. this guy the shout out that he deserves. And again, we appreciate the interaction. Go follow the, uh, the Studio Loot Twitter account. Uh, if you're interested in in um, promoting your guild, and go over to AshesFans.com to create uh, your uh, guild account, and uh, you might be on the next episode. So, Bordy, take it away. Uh, Legion of Light. All right, Legion of Light is an NA-based guild, an English-speaking guild. The focus is on PVE. They have a Discord link here, and I will make sure that I link this in the show notes below. And it'll be also listed, uh, there will be a link on the VOD too, whenever that's posted in a couple days. So Legion of Light is a guild of paladins dedicated to a single purpose, protection of the land and all who dwell in it. Ooh, ooh, dude. Sounds dope. Mm -hmm. We will serve as a shining sword and glimmering shield to stem the tides of evil throughout the land. Yo, dude. Hey, <laughs> I'm almost hooked. Are you going to be a Legion I, of Light pirate? I may. I mean, you know, he, I, maybe. Uh, though we will dwell under one kingdom's banner, our protection will stand for all. Join me, brothers and sisters of the light, and stand in the face of coming darkness for the lights. So then he says that... Uh, he, he, he thanks everybody for for looking at the guild and then uh, goes on to just kind of give his thanks. And he says from uh, a lead RP standpoint, uh, he, he wants to lead from an RP standpoint. Uh, and he wants to be PvE focused, leveling focused, dungeon focused, uh, wants to do a lot of raiding, exploring. Uh, he wants to try to establish a castle for the guild, PvP focused uh help bounty hunters when needed so i, I guess they are going to do some pvp i think at the top is the focus is pve but i, I guess they're going to do both he's going to focus PV on playing the game dude both yeah doing everything in the yeah. game it sounds <laughs> yeah. like so bounty hunters when needed help other guilds and cities when needed so it sounds like that's going to be a good guild to be a part of sounds like a good group of of people and uh and a great leader there so yeah go check out legion of light and i'll have that posted it's on ashesfans.com you can go search for legion of light or you can uh you know just click on the link mm -hmm. in the show notes yeah and we appreciate that guys uh, the interaction over there over on ashes fans uh we um you know we continue to work on the website and one of the one of the things we definitely wanted to do with the podcast and the website is help you guys promote your guild so Go do that now. And, and of course, dude, you guys can be one of our featured or our featured guild of the week. 
And uh, yeah, Bordy, it's been a great episode, man. Uh, lots of information. One announcement that we do want to make right uh, tonight is that uh, we are going to we're going to start doing a cadence of every other week. Uh, it's something that me and Bordy kind of feel like um, you know we need to do right now as far as content and providing um, high quality episodes for you guys. Uh, and it seems like they're you know with the, with the dev updates and everything, there's quite a bit of content to cover. Uh, we can usually do that in one episode, and then we'll we'll start. We'll obviously keep working on covering the entire details of Ashes of Creation in our other episode that week. But uh, every other week, it seems like a pretty good cadence, and we want to we want to kind of transition to that until uh, things start to pick up and there's a playable version of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's the best bet to make our quality is is uh, the highest possible uh, quality. Yeah, and and so definitely. Uh, you know, check us out. Uh, you can subscribe to us on, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll still be uh, obviously uploading those uh, podcasts, but in every other week fashion. Um, until, again, we can we, there's a playable version of the game. There's like more frequent updates and more things to discuss. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Alyss. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Bordy, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you on the Internet? Yeah, you can find me over at Twitter at the BDLG. YouTube is at the BDLG, and then Twitch is just twitch.tv slash BDLG. And then, of course, creating content at ashesfans.com, which is a studio loot.com product. Yes, and I am Redbird with Y. You can find me at Twitch and YouTube under the same name. On Twitter, I am I am Redbird. Uh, guys, follow the Studio Loot Twitter account. It's where all the information, when, when we are going to post an episode of Ashes to Go, when we're going to record one, uh, you know, when we update the Ashes fan site, uh, it will all be posted through that Twitter account. So that's where we keep track of. That's our social media account that we, we use to promote everything we do. So go check that out. Follow, please. And uh, yeah, and again, any interactions or any questions you guys have for the podcast, we, we're open to answering those as well. So uh, shoot us, a, you know, a tweet or whatever, and, and we'll uh, respond to that. Also, we have a contact uh, button something we mentioned before on studioloot.com uh, so if you want to contact us via email or whatever you can do that there all right guys thank you guys so much for watching we really really appreciate it listening uh, whatever you're doing thank you thank you thank you and we'll see you on the next episode of ashes uh to go which will be uh two weeks from today which is monday or tuesday whenever you're listening to this so thanks again guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>